Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hello everyone, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Canny Crystals the podcast. I hope that you're all well. Um, This week I've got a super exciting episode for you because I've got another guest on the show. I'm on a roll now, I know how easy it is. (laughs) So recently I appeared on her podcast, The Unbreakable Mindset, and I thought it was only fair that my listeners get to hear about her specialism and talk all things mindset and manifestation. So please give a very warm welcome to Jude Dons. Hi Jude, how are you? Hi, thank you for having me as much as it took us so long to get on. (laughs) (laughs) Mercury retrograde. (laughs) So Jude, just before we get started, would you just mind introducing yourself, telling everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do, just so we can get to know you and who you are? Yes, so I am a mindset coach. I'm based in the Northeast, but work with clients all over the world. The name of my business is the Unbreakable Mindset Method. And then from that, that is the program that I work with on my clients to get their mindset primed and ready for anything that they want to achieve or anything that they're struggling with. Um, And I also have an academy where students can join and become um, certified life coaches as well. And then I also have a manifestation course as well. So it's loads, loads under my little, under my little unbreakable mindset banner. I was going to say, I've got some questions for you later on about that as well, because I, I know we've just skimmed past it quickly there, but I do want to deep dive into some of that as well. But I guess, first of all, I just want to ask, how did spirituality all come about for you? Because you are quite a spiritual person, aren't you? You believe in the law of attraction and you've got crystals on your desk when I come in to see you and you sage your office because you think there was like ghosts and stuff in it. So how did spirituality all come about for you? Um, so raised a Catholic, not strict in a sense of, you know, it wasn't wasn't forced on us or anything like that. Mum wasn't a Catholic, dad was. Uh, Mum and dad were separated. Dad used to take us to church every week. And I guess throughout my life, I think in terms of, I know spirituality and religion aren't necessarily the same, but they're definitely connected. Um, it was having a belief in something, I think, that 
that definitely helped me in in tough times. That's not to say that I agree with everything in Catholicism, um, but I definitely take the good bits and leave what doesn't work for me. And I think what that then led me to was... God, Buddhism. Sorry, I went totally off 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 in my head. I started thinking about something else, and then thinking, do I need to tell you that as well? And I thought, no, oh, God, that could be like a whole two hour podcast if I go into that. Yeah, so I, I started to become interested in Buddhism because I think that definitely kind of takes away um, the the bad bits of Catholicism and leaves all the good bits. And then, ooh, and then how did I get into spirituality in terms of law of attraction? I think it was like a journey of self-development, trying to, I struggled a lot with depression, I struggled a lot with anxiety. And I think when you are in that mindset, that struggle, you look for answers and other things. So I read books and different like law of attraction books and obviously the, the, um, some like, <laughs> it was probably like the dummy's guide to Buddhism or something like that I read. Um, but different things that to try and help me better understand myself and the world around me. And that's definitely how I got into mindset and manifestation, obviously started off with the secret. I guess aside from that, in terms of spirits and and believing that there's another life out there, I think two important people in my life who are now no longer with me definitely believed in the other side. And I always think that I've probably got somebody walking alongside me. Like, you know, that lovely poem that's written where it says, where there's footprints in the sand, and then there's only one set of footprints and it's because someone was carrying you. Like, I, oh God, I totally believe that. I believe that in my toughest times that there's been somebody helping us along. That's maybe, God, I don't know if I've ever said that out loud. But yeah, definitely, I do believe that there's that there's other things out there that we don't we don't know about, we don't know enough about. But I genuinely believe that, that, that there is, there's something in spirituality but there's also a comfort in it 100% and and if I even if I got to the end of my life and somebody said it's not true I don't think it would matter that much to us if I'm honest because I know what it's given us now by having the belief it's enhanced my life by believing it so yeah it's not like you've harmed anyone by thinking that yeah and I obviously know about your story of depression and you briefly touched on it there about when you were depressed when you were younger and being diagnosed so early with that depression as well and I know you've shared this before you're on your Instagram mm-hmm. but would you mind sharing that story here like how did that diagnosis come about for you at such a young age do you know what actually I don't even I, I think it was too late the diagnosis um I think I should have been diagnosed when I was 11 but I didn't get diagnosed till I was 15 and I think there's definitely a difference between being anxious and being depressed, and I know that. Um, but what I would say is, is that if I think about each year being 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, if I think about there was periods of the, those years that were fine, and but then there was also periods where it felt really dark. And I think there's a difference between being anxious and then having this really dark cloud over you and crying so much and you don't know why you're crying and not being able to control those emotions. I think you can be anxious and still control your emotions. Um, but I was definitely out of control and and nobody knew. I used to go, you know, I would go back and forward to the to the hospital because they were trying to determine what was wrong with us and they thought... 
oh god what was it they thought I think they thought it was something to do with my bowels like my tummy and my stomach and I got like fiber gel and different meal plans that I had to eat like shakes you know almost like um Compound yeah, yeah, or yeah. something, like meal replacement. yeah. Like I got stuff like that given yeah. to us, and but the thing was that the reason why I wasn't eating is because I was anxious, <laughs> and so therefore, if I tried to eat anything, I'd have this pain in my tummy, and it was just. And then I think they thought I was anorexic, and I think they thought I was getting bullied, and but nobody actually. I didn't have the words to express it. You don't when you're eleven, you know. Even when I've seen teenagers who who have coached in my coaching practice they don't have the words for it and they don't really know why they're anxious and and I think that was it and I think my anxiety just got to a point where I couldn't cope when depression set in so I had cycles of that in terms of trauma you know there wasn't any trauma in those times it was just depression and anxiety um the trauma came after that um so when I thought I was coming out of it and I met somebody and like it was like love's young dream and and I thought wow this is this is how it feels to like come out the other side of it and have someone with you and it just felt amazing um but he was struggling with his mental health and and unfortunately he he committed suicide so then I just go back to being who I was before he was there which was just this little blesser like anxious mess who couldn't really cope again with life you know and so that was a struggle again and and that kind of continued in my early 20s. So do you think that's mainly what drew you to mindset work and coaching? Yeah definitely because I had a lot of therapies that didn't work at that point so whether it was bereavement, um, counselling, um, I was sent to see the priest at one point at school that didn't help um like so much and you know talking therapies and stuff just you know you can talk about it but if there's no solutions then you just you're just stuck like the only solution that I was really given was to be on antidepressants and that only works to a point because it only works to help you to feel like you can cope but it's not giving you any long-term solutions it's not giving you any long coping mechanisms and I think when you are anxious and you are depressed it's because you can't cope with life like life's controlling you you're not you're completely out of control and and then I found I tried everything else and then because I was struggling so much it then turned into an eating disorder and I was like oh god this is just not how I thought my life would go like we had depression in our family it was like something you would get like a cold you know like it wasn't a big deal like it really wasn't but an eating disorder was actually, it wasn't something we could talk about. I think I only told, really told my mom, and she didn't know how to deal with it. So she was a bit like, she wouldn't ask us where my depression, she would say, hey, pet, how are you today? Are you all right? Come on, do you want to talk? But when my eating disorder came up, it wasn't, it was almost like, not shameful. I don't think she was ashamed of us. I just don't think she, she'd never been through it. So she couldn't cope with it, really. So, and she worked at a doctor's. Yeah, she couldn't give us any advice. Um, she worked at a doctor's and they didn't, uh, you know, there was like a leaflet on anorexia, but I wasn't anorexic. I was bulimic. So it was different. But I'll tell you one thing that I knew is that I didn't want it to continue. I didn't want to feel that out of control that I was making myself sick. I wasn't, I knew I was so out of control and it wasn't something that, you know, I think when other people have eating disorders, it's a form of control, 
because it's the thing they can control. If anything, I knew I was really bloody out of control and it scared us how far I'd gotten. So I was, I would talk to anyone about it, like, and because I, I wanted answers, I wanted somebody to kind of go, oh my God, go and see this person or, oh, actually you should do this. And thankfully one person did. She was like, oh, such and such at work, seeing a life coach, why don't you try that? And I got in touch with a coach and thankfully she, Jane Payne, she was called, she doesn't do it anymore. Um, a big shout out to her. She, I rang her and I was like, look, this is what's going on. And she was like, I've not dealt with anyone who's had an eating disorder before, but let's give it a go because I don't think that's what's wrong with you. I think that's just an outcome of, and she was right. You know, it wasn't what was wrong with us. You know, if if we go back, it wasn't the, the uh, losing somebody to suicide. It wasn't, you know, feeling like an imposter in my job. It wasn't, it wasn't the eating disorder. It was how I felt about myself and the world from an early age that then made me feel like I couldn't cope. So yeah, so I found a coach when I was really long, so I was young, so I was really, really lucky, I think, because God, some people don't get a, get have solutions until a lot later in life. So yeah, I was really, really young. I was only 24. And from that moment, everything changed. Like I just I felt like a different person and I had coping mechanisms and I I started to look at the world differently. It was, it was, it genuinely was life changing. And I can imagine, like, obviously, being a life coach yourself, it's pretty, it must be pretty draining on your energy, too. I mean, it must be hard sitting in sessions and listening to everyone else's problems, but then trying your hardest, like, not to absorb that negative energy. So, how do you protect yourself and ensure that you go into those sessions as shielded as you can? Does that take focus or is that something that you've just learned to really deal with? Do you know what? It's not even anything that, and I know people have said this to me before, like, oh God, like, you're so good. Like, you must be so strong taking on everyone's <laughs> problems. But it's not, it's a different, I guess as a coach, you approach it differently because what I'm doing is I am not absorbing any of the pain the clients are going through. What I'm actually doing is I'm being solution focused in those sessions. So for me, anything that comes up in that session, instead of seeing it as, oh my God, that's a lot. It's like, wow, so this is the stuff that we need to get underneath. This is the stuff that we need to reprogram. This is the stuff we need to problem solve, you know? Like, I don't mind when stuff comes up in a session for somebody and they start, like, crying or anything like that because at least I know we're getting to the deep stuff that we can work on in session together. It's never, ever draining, ever, because every session that starts like that will end uplifting for the other person, so that in turn uplifts me. Like, anyone who comes into my session crying will never leave crying, they'll leave so, so I always do, sorry, I'll, I'll scooch back a bit. So when I, when a client comes to see me, I'll always say on a scale of one to 10, where are you? 10 being amazing, zero being shit, basically. And, and say if they come into session and go, oh my God, like I've, I've just had a really tough week. Like, honest to God, I feel like a two. I guarantee you they'll go out of that session close to a six or a seven. Because of that, they've been able to offload it. We've been able to pull apart and like, take off the layers of what's happened to get to the bottom of it so we can start to problem solve again yeah I mean even yesterday when I came for my session I'll hold my hands up that was like my first 
lot of tears that I had during my session. But by the end, I even texted you apologizing. Like, I don't know why I apologized, but I just felt the need to apologize. I thought, oh my God, I've cried on her. But at the end of the day, I felt so much better. And I woke up today and I just felt like a new person because I felt like I'd offloaded it all and I'd got it all out of my system and I'd worked through it. Mm-hmm. I've been working on forgiveness um, with all my limiting beliefs and things. And it was just like I'd got it out of my system. But yeah, it was really good. But anyway, looking back at the last, is it nine or 10 years of you being a life coach, a mindset coach, a qualified psychotherapist? (laughs) What's been that most standout moment where you've suddenly had like a spiritual awakening and realized that there's actually more to life? Was it something that happened in your childhood or is it something that's happened like more recently, like in your coaching? Good question. So a spiritual standout moment. Do you know the biggest moment for me was after I'd had my coaching and I was about 32, 33 and I was starting to think about where I wanted my life to go after that. Right. So I, like there was a, I, I always remember my, I was a single parent at this point and it was New Year's Eve. Well, this is it. Actually, this is this is probably the best standout moment. And it was New Year's Eve, and I'd said to my friend, "Are you going to this ball?" There was like a, a, a the white ball or something like that. And um, and I said, "Are you going?" And she was like, "Oh no, we can't get a babysitter." And I was like, "All oh, right, okay." And I said, "Oh, I'll tell you what, you just go out, and I'll babysit. Like I don't mind. Like I haven't got Sophia, but it's fine. Like I wasn't that bothered about going out." And my friend's house is beautiful. It's like an eight-bedroom house with a swimming pool. Like, it's amazing. (laughs) I remember sitting in her house babysitting. And bear in mind, at this point, like, I had just separated from my daughter's dad. I was living in rented accommodation. Like, it wasn't wasn't the best time for me, if I'm honest, financially. Mentally, I was fine. And I started to think, do you know what? I want change. Like, I don't want to continue what I'm doing. And because it was New Year, and I think, you know, if there's any good time to start making changes, it's always that New Year point, isn't it? To go, right, this time next year. This time next year, Rodders. And I was like, right, there's things that I want. And I wrote myself a list of things that I want. And I started to think back over. And then I started to plan forward. And I realised that, one, I wanted to do something different because I wanted to be able to decide what hours I worked. I wanted to be able to decide and choose how much I earned. I wanted to be in control of my finances. I wanted to be able to build a better future for my daughter. And there were so many things that I, that I wanted and I didn't want to, I knew she was, she was four at this point, and I knew by the time she started secondary school, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't doing the current job that I was doing, because I was traveling all the time, and working away, and, and I wanted to make a commitment to myself that by the time she started secondary school, I would be doing something that meant I was home for her, like I was ne- like I was never working away, and I'd be there to pick her up from school, and I'm smiling because I totally achieved that. <laughs> yeah, so, so that, that was one of my goals. But what I remember thinking was, well, what can I do? And I started to think back over the course of my life. And I thought, oh, my God, like, I don't have depression anymore. Like, this is just... And I'd been through a lot. Like, it wasn't, you know, like, life had still thrown me, you know, crappy things, which it does. You know, life's not perfect just because you decide you want it to be and you just you've got a different mindset you're going to be thrown challenges so I'd definitely been thrown challenges in that time but my mindset was so much stronger because of the coaching and I thought oh my god like if I could do that for someone else and god this sounds so 
like dramatic but if I could save a life with it like that was my biggest thing I could cry thinking about now like if I could save a life with it and not you know like if Stephen had had it like who passed away if he'd had that like he'd still be here now like he would have been stronger in his mindset and I thought wow I want to do that like I want to be able to give somebody what somebody gave to me so that was definitely the turning point that was the turning point where I was like right I'm gonna do this And then that year, so that was the January, and in the February, I'd started my diploma to become a life coach. Wow, I didn't think I was going to get up there set there, sorry. (laughs) No, don't worry. (laughs) It just shows that you're you're real at the end of the day, isn't it? But yeah, so like, obviously, that's like, you manifested that completely. Like, there's like that new life that you manifested. And I mean, I've spoke about like loads of manifestation and things. And I know that you're a massive manifester yourself. And you believe in the law of attraction, like I said. And I know you've spoke on your podcast before, even about manifesting your mortgage going through. And most recently, your new Range Rover, which I'm super (laughs) jealous about because mine's still on my cosmic shopping list. But what has been that moment for you when you've suddenly thought, there's no doubt about it, I did this? Would you say that it was that? Or has there been something even bigger that you've manifested? Honest to God, there's so many things. Right, let's give you a list of all the things that I've manifested. (laughs) Go for it. Like things that I don't really have, like almost control over. So by the time my daughter started secondary school... So the year before she started, so in the November, I went on maternity leave, had my little one, and then by the September of her starting big school, secondary school, she'll hate us if I call it big school, um, secondary school, I was doing my business full-time, I was coaching full-time. Um, so I definitely manifested the timing of it. And, and obviously a lot of things had to happen for me to go full-time with a business. It wasn't like, it's not like you could just snap your fingers and decide, you know, you've got to be financially stable enough to be able to do that. And we were, thankfully. I When we were trying for a baby, um, I had put on images of on my vision board there was an image of and I did two images because I really wanted it like I was so desperate for this to happen and it was an image of a family that had an older girl because my girl was like 10 when when Nico was born and a baby boy and I put two of the same images on because I was desperate for a boy right and and even throughout the pregnancy right my husband was convinced it was a girl because we went in for a scan and um, one of the scans, the, the the midwife had said, oh, you can see she's got her arm pointing upwards or something like that. And bear in mind, we didn't ask to find out. We didn't want to know. And I hadn't heard this and we came out and my husband looked like crestfallen. And I was like, are you all right? And he was like, she said it was a girl. I was like, no, she didn't. And he was like, she did. She said her arms up there. And I was like, mm, I didn't hear that. And it, to be fair to him, right, he wasn't devastated. It was a girl. I think he was devastated that he'd found out. And and it, and it would almost kind of remove that excitement of like, oh, is it a boy or a girl? So imagine when I then give birth <laughs> and, and the baby comes out and she says it's a boy. My husband cried tears. <laughs> cried real tears. Um, so I think, so I'm pretty sure I manifested a boy. Um, I've cars, every single car that I've put on my vision board has come into 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 my manifestations. Um, even, and bear in mind, I used to work for Topman. And some of the cars that I was putting on my list, like 
for the level I was at, I probably, you know, shouldn't have had really if in any other company. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Like if I'd been working for, I don't know, River Island or another high street retailer, like, you know, I had a lovely little Range Rover Evoque was like my last car that I had from there and I had convertibles and Mercedes and yeah I had some lush cars while I was working there but genuinely manifested them like visualized the the badge and everything the house that I'm living in was on my vision board for ages but it was above our price range um and and we made it happen um what else the office my office like was a huge manifestation that at the time it was just on my vision board that I wanted to have an office and then the the woman in the sales office where we lived was um oh she was horrible she used to complain if I let my cat out and stuff and she wouldn't like she was awful to everyone she really was she just wasn't a nice person and she really felt like she was in charge of the of the courtyard it was really weird and she told the developers that I was working from home and then they started saying like you are going against the covenant of your lease and we're going to tell your mortgage company and you can't work from home and you need to stop it which bearing in mind I've just started my business full time and they're saying all this to us so we got solicitors involved and we like they didn't have a leg to stand on so I could have stayed but what it forced me to do was look at the office that I'm in now and I wouldn't have done that had that not have happened because to be honest with you it was like it was year one of doing my business full time and now I'm taking on a lease like I probably wouldn't have made that jump but it was on my vision board and it just you've got to be careful what you put on your vision board because it'll come true <laughs> um, and it happened and honest to god it's the best thing that ever happened I mean you've been in my office it's yeah. I love it it's like the best space I know I just love the aesthetics of it and it's like so warm and calming yeah. and I think the second you walk in you just feel at home yeah. if that makes sense yeah. now, I think you've obviously done that on purpose do you know what I yeah. mean because it does make you feel at home and welcomed and stuff like that but yeah it's just so lush yeah uh, I didn't know about some of them things on your vision board as well so that's interesting oh, so yeah cool loads. do you mind if we talk <laughs> about limiting beliefs as well yeah. dude so I've spoke on here before and on your podcast actually about the limiting beliefs that I have. So I'm going to turn the tables on you now because you're human at the end of the day. So what limiting beliefs did you have growing up and how and when did you overcome them? Was there any outstanding limiting beliefs that you thought, oh my God, I'm never going to get rid of this? Do you know what? Growing up, like, God, I was weighed down. It was like a backpack of limiting beliefs. There were so many, like... You've got to bear in mind in terms of what I thought about myself and what I thought about the world was so bleak, like so bleak. I can't even tell you, like I genuinely thought there's no point in passing my driving test because I won't be able to afford a car. And I thought as long as I can work on a till, I think I'll be fine. Like that, 
God love the 14-year-old me because she didn't really have high expectations for herself. And then the next expectation she had on herself was, I'd quite like to do window dressing. I'd just like to dress a window because I knew I was a bit creative. So I guess my limiting beliefs was everything. There was no empowering belief. Like even, you know, my dad would kind of say, you know, if if he introduced us, like, you know, if if we bumped into someone, he'd say, Tony, how are the girls? And he'd go, oh, you know, they're doing great. Andrea's doing so well. You know, she does ever so well in her maths and in English and our tutor's good at art. Like I wasn't even good at art. Like I knew I wasn't. So even the thing that people thought I was good at, like I I knew I wasn't because I knew there was people better than me. So I had no empowering no actually that's a lie I had one empowering belief which was that I could go anywhere and make friends with everyone but I didn't know that was an empowering belief I never had any limiting beliefs about friendships I was really confident in that sense like I could walk onto the school bus and sit anywhere I wasn't frightened like I could walk in any room and not be frightened like you know I hear kids now talk about like you know and I had to go to this other room and and hand this in and I had to go in and I didn't know anyone in the room and it was awful like that just would not have bothered me so that I didn't have but every other limiting belief you can think of I had so money limiting beliefs I didn't believe I was smart I genuinely believed that I wouldn't have more than what I had like you name it I had it And I guess there was a lot of self-work done through my coaching, but a lot after my coaching. And if I was to say what I've got left, I think I still have a money mindset one and I'm working on that because I think I'd capped myself for so long at my old wage. Like I genuinely thought my old wage was really good. Like I was pretty proud of myself, but you've got to bear in mind when I didn't have that much but I didn't have that much expectation for myself. Like, this was amazing. Like, I was buzzing at what I was on in my old job. So then coming in to have my own business, I capped myself at kind of going, well, as long as I can earn what I was earning, I'll be happy. So now that I've, like, doubled that or even tripled that, it's like, if you've got it, you know, with every new level of, of success, you've got to almost start to manage your mindset behind that like if you're going up in the world your mindset's got to match up to that you know we've definitely talked about that you know if your mindset doesn't match your reality you know like I know you know yesterday I hope you don't mind me saying this you can totally cut it out if you if you do um but yesterday one thing we talked about for you was like I was literally telling you about the person you are and I was saying you know let's just talk about who you are as a business person let's talk about who you are as a friend and you've created this life for yourself but your mindset hasn't caught up to that yet your mindset still perceives a lot of other things in terms of your limiting beliefs even though the reality is you've created x y and z and I think sometimes it's like that that can be out of alignment and as much as we can like strive to achieve the stuff that's on our vision board and genuinely put ourselves in the outcome and make it happen if we still don't believe that we deserve it or that we're worthy of it we'll sabotage so like January for example you know I'm always honest about stuff like this January for example I was I'd done amazing last year and then January came and I'd paid off my tax bill and I'd paid off my car loan and I'd paid off my credit card and I was like 
debt free right and high. And but what that meant was is that I didn't have a buffer. So my mind went, oh my God, what was if you don't earn any money this month? And I didn't. And it was like, oh, oh. <laughs> so as soon as, as soon as that belief switched up. You go into panic mode though, don't you? It was just like me last month. Total panic. Yeah. And I mean, there was something I was reading the other day. I was um, reading Get Rich Lucky Bitch for, God, the third or fourth time now from Denise Duffield Thomas. And in there, she mentions um, a quote which she calls new level, new devil. Ooh. So every time you get to that new level of money and earning like that energetic income there's always the new devil creeping in and it's always like your limiting beliefs and your thoughts and it never gets any easier the higher up you get so she calls it new level new devil oh i love that she's good with a little quote isn't she she is yeah she is yeah um so not only do you coach others and arm people like myself with tools and techniques to help overcome anxiety and destroy and limiting beliefs but you also teach others to become certified life coaches in the unbreakable mindset method academy so what's that like tell us a bit more about that and i know you've got a three-day free transformational live event next week haven't you oh yeah thank you for mentioning that yeah do you know what so the unbreakable mindset academy came about because i guess what i realized was at the start of this year that everything that i've done with my clients and all of the tools and the techniques and the framework that i use is all stuff that I have developed over the last nine years. And it wasn't anything that I got from my coaching diploma. Like my coaching diploma gave me such basic tools. I mean, don't get us wrong, God, it was, you know, the platform I needed to get started. But what it didn't do was give me a framework for my clients. And luckily, while I was working full-time and coaching part-time, it meant I was able to cultivate this beautiful framework that just gets results every single time. And I think the, you know, the industry out there, you don't necessarily get that with a standard coaching diploma. And what I wanted to do was create something so that any new coaches in the industry, they can get started and literally start transforming lives straight away. Like that was huge for me. And to get to pass this on to other people, like I love it. Like I've got two of the students that are already in my academy actually worked with me one-to-one, which is lovely because it's almost like they're repeating the same pattern that I did, that you had coaching and then you become a coach. And what they're doing is, as they're working through the material and all the modules, they're still seeing more transformations in themselves as they're doing the work um, to become a coach, which is just lush. So yeah, so going back to going back to my event next week. So it's a it's a three day event. I'll be going live in my Facebook group at seven thirty um, on the Tuesday, the Wednesday, and the Thursday. And I'm going to talk about everything that it is to be an unbreakable mindset coach. I'm going to be sharing some of the secrets of what creates an unbreakable mindset. But I'm also going to be just telling everyone how they can become a coach themselves and how they can start transforming lives. It's it's going to be amazing. And there's so many people already waiting um, to get into the Facebook group. 
so yeah, I'm really excited for that. So yes, that's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week. And I'll also put the um, the link to that. So if anyone does want to sign up as well on that, I'll put that in the show notes as well. Because I mean, I've even signed up for it really, just so I can like, just see how it was going to run and stuff like that. But then also just as a refresher on the tools and techniques, obviously that I've been learning over the last eight weeks with you as well, because I just think it'll be really beneficial. But you mentioned at the start as well that you also offer a month to manifest course on your website too don't you and I mean I'll leave the link to all of this in the show notes below for anyone interested in checking that out as well and I mean I'm working through it myself because that was what initially drew me to you the uh, the month manifest course and there's lots of like useful videos in there and exercises on living your dream life and there's tips in there so what was it like launching that and pulling all that together did you find that quite stressful or did you find that quite therapeutic because it's doing something that you love do you know what? It was really easy and it was something that I wanted to do because there's a lot of manifestation courses out there and I think the ones that I see, there's so much detail in them and they are so expensive as well. And what I wanted to do was really simplify the process because actually the process itself should be simple. It shouldn't be hard. If it's hard, then you're in resistance. And what I wanted to do was pull together the most simple manifestation process. So it's called a month to manifest. And what you do, there's four modules. So that ideally you would kind of work through a module a week. But to be honest with you, you could probably binge watch all of it like a good Netflix series and get through it fairly quickly. And the last module is all all what to do when, when it's not working. So there's tons of tips. It's like it's given everyone all the tools that I've got over the years on how to make it the most easiest process but also what to do when it's not working because I think that was the biggest struggle for me when I first started to learn about manifestation was thinking oh my god but I'm thinking negative this is going to happen oh my god I'm going to manifest this because I'm thinking negatively and I wanted to put some tools in there for how you can turn that around so what to do when it's not working what to do when you're thinking negative and it's just it's a really really simplified easy to use kind of self-study so you know you don't you can join instantly you don't have to wait any any length of time if you want to join you can just sign up straight away and get access to it so yeah so it's just it's it's really I don't think the process should be hard it should be as easy as thinking a thought that's what it should be and I wanted to make sure it was it was as easy for that because god it's like I think we've talked about this before when you're manifesting and you're on a roll oh my god it's just easy like do you know what I was thinking about you last week and something happened today and I wanted to wanted to tell you so can you remember when you were in resistance and then you were able to flip it round and within a week there was like amazing stuff happened like Sage had asked you to do a TikTok and anyway once you'd removed the resistance loads of stuff happened Yeah, yeah and I remember thinking that about you and I was thinking, oh, do you know what? I've not manifested anything like from a publicity point of view for a while. And I thought it would be nice if somebody got in touch just for me to do something that was like a publication or going on TV again or something. Oh, God, because I've manifested going on TV as well. Like anything that I've done, I've not like I've taken no action over. So when they asked us to go on MTV as a coach, they came to me I didn't do anything when I've been on ITV news they came to me like I've definitely and I had that on my board that I wanted to be a well-known coach and those things kind of came to fruition 
And anyway, so I was thinking about that today and I thought, oh God, nobody's been in touch for a while. And then today, somebody from The Sun messaged us and asked us to write an article about manifestation for their supplement magazine. So it'll go out like national publication. So oh, amazing. I know, I was buzzing about that and that only happened today. Congratulations, well done. Thanks. See, you just need to put everything on your vision board, don't you? <laughs> you do. <laughs> See, I just can't believe that you do like, all of this while still having a family life with your husband, your two children, your little pup. What do you do in your spare time to maintain that positive mindset that you always have whenever I see you? Do you know what? Again, that comes from the tool sets of like, uh, of having an unbreakable mindset. It's like things don't happen just because like for me to have a lovely home life and an amazing time at work like actually I talk about this on my episode this week it's like there's processes and systems in place for me to enjoy time with the kids for me to make sure that I don't drop any of the plates that I'm spinning like there are this it's a strategic thing that I've put in place of like making sure I know what I'm cooking for tea tonight not the Lebanese over the road not the Lebanese over the, oh you've listened to the episode I love I that I did listen um, <laughs> Um, um, yeah, so, so there's things that I put in place so that I wouldn't be positive if I didn't feel in control of my shit. If I'm totally honest and totally blunt about it, like I couldn't, I would feel so out of control and I'd feel overwhelmed. And I know my anxiety would start to kick in. So what I would say is that everything I do is purposeful, but the, the, the object and the outcome of that is, is that I'm content and I'm calm, and I'm happy, and I enjoy my life, and everything I do, I think about, what can I do that's going to be exciting? What am I going to do that I'm going to enjoy? Like, you know, I'm going to have a load of work to do tonight when I get home, but my mindset doesn't go, oh my god, I've got so much work to do tonight when I go home. I'm like, oh, do you know what? When I get home, right, I'll I'll, I'll sort the kids' tea out, Nico go to bed. I think my husband's going to go to the gym. Fear my daughter will probably be, I don't know, she's trying to wangle going out tonight with her friends. <laughs> so she'll be doing something. So I'll have time to do it then. Like, there's just no hassle. I don't get hassled by things. I don't get stressed about things because I'm solution focused. Like, and that, that just makes for a happier Jude, if I'm honest. Definitely, it makes for a happier anyone, I think. <laughs> so what's on your vision board for the foreseeable future then, Jude? What does like Ooh. the next five years hold for you? Where are you going to take the business? Where do you see yourself in five years' time? That's a good question, isn't it? I'm definitely going to include that in my uh, in my <laughs> podcast. Um, ooh, what's on the vision board? Right, okay. So, um, well, my car's still on there because it's not been delivered yet. Oh, you've only got a month or so to wait. Come on. <laughs> Two months. So it's still on there. It won't Two months, nothing probably. ever gets removed until it's until it's there in my hands. <laughs> true, so true. yeah, so they're on there. What else is on there? Increasing the academy that I want to work with more student coaches. That's a big thing for me because um, it's just it's such a lovely part of my business and I'm like it's something that I'm really excited about and passionate about. So that's a big thing. Um I want to do more travel like we go to Italy every year which I'm really blessed to do um because my husband's um family are from over there so we get to go there every year but I'd quite like to 
to do more kind of like trips and things like that. So yeah, we've got, well, I say trips, the Maldives is on there. Um, so travel's on there. Um, oh God, you've totally put us on the spot. Now I'm trying to visualize everything that's on my thing. Oh God, I want to write a book that's still on there. That's been on there for a long time, writing a book. And it's because I know why it's on there and why I keep leaving it is because I've prioritised other areas of my business. But to be honest with you, I think next year, that'll definitely be something that will get completed. Like, I'm halfway there writing it. And I know once I go back over it all, it'll not take as long to complete. So that's definitely on there. Amazing. I mean, we've spoken about all sorts, haven't we? I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. And to anyone else that is interested in life coaching, mindset, manifestation, Like I say, I'll pop all of Jude's details in the show notes for today's episode. And Jude, just thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for speaking to everyone about mindset and manifestation. I'm sure it's everyone's just dying to pop over onto your Instagram and your website and have a look for themselves now. So yeah, Um, thank you all so much for joining us once again. And I'll see you all next Friday. Have a lush weekend, everyone. Bye. Bye. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.